we're continuing in our series called uh, The Sun, Awakening to the Glory of Jesus. And it's, uh, it's, something, it's, a, it's a series about his life and about his mission, all of his uh, teachings. And there's one thing that just rings true about Jesus. The more and more we look at him is that the sun is glorious. And in this series, it's about spending a ridiculous amount of time gazing at Jesus, uh, searching and examining his teachings, uh, beholding and pouring ourselves into his truths, and also to behold his glory. And we know that nothing changes us uh, to, uh, to the degree that, that, that changes us is when we behold the sun. It's, it's, we're, we're Christians, and this is, is, this is just what uh, we do. And we've looked at it over the last few weeks, that the glory of Jesus was revealed to us through creation. Jesus' glory was revealed to us in, in the miracle of water into wine. And, and we know that uh, after that, he did, he did many more miracles. But I want to tell you that there, was, there is no miracle greater than turning sinners into saints. So, and, and, and thank, yeah, that's, that's some good news right there. And as we approach Thanksgiving, I want to tell you, that, and looking at the great miracles that he did, that, uh, that, that even greater than healing the blind is the fact that the sun uh, gives us a, a, a spiritual birth, and in this newness of life that we can see the insights and, and the great mysteries of, of heaven are revealed to us. Greater than raising Lazarus from the dead is the fact that he can take someone who is absolutely uh, dead spiritually and make them come alive. And Jesus' glory is supremely revealed, supremely revealed in the believer's rebirth. That's you and me, our, our rebirth, or we can also call it the birth from above might even be the, the literal term. So we're going to be in John, continuing in John, we're going to be in chapter 3, and we're going to read verses 1 through 4. And it says this, you guys are all, all okay, anybody here, is everybody out of their Thanksgiving uh, coma slash hangover? I'm going to try to, I'm going to, I'm going to go through this, but we just have to have that Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving grace that uh, sometimes we can take a few days off and it seems like we just got to learn how to do church almost all over again. But we're glad to see you guys this morning. John chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. And it says this, there was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. And after dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. And Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again or born from above, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus, how can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? So here we're, we're introduced to Nicodemus, and he's actually mentioned uh, three times in, in scriptures, and we know that he's, he's in, in the end, he's, he's a marvelous guy. He's, he's a faithful follower of Jesus in the end. But, uh, but to introduce him, he's a, he's a Pharisee. He's actually more than a Pharisee. He is a leader of leaders. And if we continue down, Jesus even knows, he's, he says it in verse 11, that he knows that Nicodemus has a rock 
solid reputation that he is, he's, he's excellent, he's extremely well respected. Nicodemus is at the very pinnacle of all that Jewish life could possibly offer to a person, but I want to tell you, he's still missing something. Perhaps Nicodemus is, is aware of a, a deadness inside a part of him, a deadness from within. I mean, he, he's doing his duty. He's obviously a, a good person. He's keeping all of the rules, yet in this uh, this religious system, he is left feeling empty. The emptiness comes. And when it would come, he would think, you know what, I can do better. I can achieve more. I'll do my duty. If I'm praying uh, six hours a day, I'm going to pray seven hours a day. If I'm doing ten good deeds, I'm going to do eleven. He kept thinking, what more and more could he do? What more and more can he achieve? And I want to tell you that in that thinking that Nicodemus was so very close to God, but he was also so, so very far away. And he sees in Jesus this, this life or this it, it pings within him that there is life, and all he can think about is connecting with Jesus. As he begins talking to Jesus, he calls him rabbi, or he calls him uh, teacher. And I think maybe in that, he's, he's, he's seen some miracles of Jesus, but it can't, hasn't quite hit him exactly who Jesus really is. So he, he calls him rabbi. Maybe he's looking that he's going to get download, downloaded a new point of theology or there's a new philosophical thought that's going to come his way or maybe there's a new moral lesson that somehow, some way is going to fulfill and bring life and spark his soul. But as Nicodemus said, you're a, a teacher sent from God and, and Nothing, that's probably one of the biggest misunderstatements in all the Bible. Jesus wasn't a teacher sent from God. He was God sent to teach, come to teach. And the other thing that this reveals to us in a very short time is that this isn't going to be a lesson on self-improvement, right? It's not a lesson on, on, hey, here's just a couple of adjustment screws that you can tweak and all of a sudden you're going to come to life. Jesus seems to be saying that you must become a whole new man. And as this pings around in, in Nicodemus's grid, he's, he's struggling, he's struggling to grasp it. Jesus is trying to say if you want to experience the kingdom, and this is the great, uh, this is the great purpose of the rebirth, it's, it's not just about tweaking and improving who we are. It's actually about becoming a whole new person. It's a new kind of, of life. And Nicodemus, I want to tell you that he was probably one of the most educated and intelligent uh, people that existed in his world. But he is struggling to apprehend what Jesus is, is laying out for him. And, and, and the reason is, he's trying to see a supernatural truth just through his natural vision, isn't he? He's trying to see a supernatural, he's trying to see a, 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 something in the, in the spiritual realm through just his physical, his physical sentence, uh, um, senses. 
Nicodemus is employing his IQ, right? We know what that is. That's your smarts or that's your intellectual quotient, right? And we can see that he's a very well-respected person. He's admired, and, and, and so we know that he's got to have some sort of EQ or emotional intelligence in it. But I want to tell you that Jesus is calling him here to look at life and to look at his situation through his SQ. Do you guys know what SQ is? It's our spiritual intent, uh, intellect. It's our uh, intelligence. It's, it's looking at things through, through heaven's eyes. And as they continue in their, in their dialogue, John uh, chapter 3, verses 5 through 8, it's like this. It says, Jesus replies, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can only reproduce, uh, can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, and just as you can hear the wind, and this is what Nicodemus is doing, he's, he's hearing the wind, he's seeing uh, some of the miracles of God. The wind blows wherever it wants, and just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. And there's, there's three things that we can learn right here, three important things about this rebirth. And the first thing is that the, the, rebor- the, the rebirth or being reborn, being born from above is a necessary thing. There's no wiggle room, there's no alternative option to this, but that there is no spiritual life without a spiritual birth. Does that make sense? You can have a human life, you can have a physical life with a physical birth. You can't have a spiritual life with a spiritual, without a spiritual birth. And the second thing that we can see that it is a work of God. It's a work of the Holy Spirit, not of the flesh. And I want to tell you that if anyone could have like self-qualified or bypassed being reborn, it was Nicodemus. He was the very, very cream of the, co- the crop. And this is why I believe there was probably a lot of people that came to Jesus and Jesus gave them maybe the same types of answers. But I believe that the reason that John tells Nicodemus' story is because it was the very best in terms of, of earning and effort and, and work. Everything that was the, the pinnacle of it all was placed before Jesus and Jesus saying, that's not what it's about. That's not the path to a spiritual life. And everybody, if we were Jewish, would be reading this and thinking, if this guy can't get there by his own works, we can be guaranteed that we won't be able to get there either. And that's just something that we have to be, uh, yeah, okay with. The new birth is the life of God planted in the soul of a human being. The new birth, the rebirth, is the life of God planted into the soul of a human being. And this is the answer to any spiritual dryness that we can have within. The third thing is that Jesus isn't extending an invitation to come and just be a better version of you. 
there's lots of TV shows. There's lots of books that you can read. If you were into self-improvement and you just wanted to work on yourself, try a little bit harder, get some tips uh, and, and techniques, there's tons of shows. Uh, most of them come on in the afternoon, but uh, there's all sorts of those types of things. But this isn't about uh, self-improvement. We must become an entirely new person. And it's not something that we do, that it comes from God. 2 Corinthians, Paul writes to the, the church in Corinth, 2 Corinthians 5.17. And he says this, that this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. And Paul's saying, like, don't try to become something or improve your something, improve yourself into something that's that's holy and something that's spiritual, but rather just be, behave like who you already are. The great work that Jesus has done on the cross. And I want to tell you, there's we're in Thanksgiving. There are so many things that we should be thankful for. And I I believe that in our thanksgiving that all of it must flow out of this one truth. We all must be giving thanks for the spiritual rebirth that we had, that, that we were dead spiritually and we became alive. So when we thank God for our, our, our spouses, we have to thank God that, that first of all, that we have, that we're new creations, that it's, that it's in him that we can live and, and operate in a marriage as he designed it to happen. The same with our kids, our jobs, all of these thanksgivings uh, come out of the fact that we are reborn. Amen? It all flows out of that one, that one place, and that's why it's so important. That's why I believe for Jesus there is no other way, there is no other alternative other than the spiritual rebirth. So let's continue in John chapter 3. We'll read verses 9 through 13. How are these things possible, Nicodemus asked. And Jesus replied, you are a respected Jewish teacher, and yet you don't understand these things. I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen, and yet you won't believe our testimony. If you're underlining your Bibles or circling, we're going to come back to this point. If you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man has come down from heaven. So if we are spiritually aware, this spiritual enlightenment that we get through the new birth, it comes not because we ascend. And I want to tell you that this is the great difference between following Jesus and, and the religions of the world. And the other religions of the world, it's all about doing things and achieving things and working on your own enlightenment. And it's like this staircase as you're slowly ascending further and further. And then all of a sudden, in, in most of these places, you become a, a, a god or you get your own planet something like this but but Jesus is saying hey it's it's not like any other thing that you can achieve and work towards this is because not because we ascend to God but because God has has come down Emmanuel and, and God has come and he has walked and lived among us 
Jesus' vision, I think, is, is revealed in the Lord's Prayer, right? He says that on earth as it is in heaven. It, on earth as it is in heaven. I want to tell you that in this vision that he had, the way that this would be a reality in it was for his believers that they would absolutely experience this new birth. It wasn't because the believers got uh, smarter or memorized more scripture and all that. Those things are important and have a prayer life, all of that. But it all revolved around the fact that, that we would understand that with something that we can't earn, that we would be open and receive the new birth that comes from heaven above. We must be born from above so that we can live from above. Amen? We must be born from above so that we can live from above. If we are seated in heavenly places, it's because of the new birth that we have in Jesus Christ. So, so what do we have to do? If we can't earn it, if we can't be like Nicodemus and try to achieve certain statuses and, and, and get certain places by earning and effort and, and these types of things, what do we do? Well, we still have a work to do, but I've got good news for you. Our work is to believe. This was what Jesus was saying. Hey, the, we are telling you some very obvious earthly types of things. We're relating to things that you've seen. You can see the miracles, but you are still not accepting that I have been sent from the Father. Our work is to believe. In John 6, 29, it says this, that Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. And I believe this is why Jesus it, it refers to this, uh, the, his coming down. That it's not about rising up and achieving certain things and, and a spiritual status in our walks with him. So, what kind of, uh, this new, we're talking about a new kind of life. What does this new kind of life look like? How does it work its, it, its way out if it's, if it's from God? And so what I wanted to do for the next couple of minutes, I, I actually wanted to open up my journal to you guys. I hope that's, that's okay. I, when, as I was sitting down and thinking about like, well, what, does, what has this spiritual rebirth uh, and, and actually in my journal I looked and it was, it was all centered around Thanksgiving. So I think this is kind of providential that we're talking about this, this specific thing uh, this week. So this is what it means to you. And whatever it means to you, you just go ahead and grab on and say, yep, same for me, same for me, same for me. But this is what it means to me, that I have become truly alive. I've become fully alive in the new birth, that life is full of purpose, life is full of meaning, and life is full of joy. The second entrance I, uh, I made is I have a life-giving relationship with God, and so I am positioned to have great relationships with family and friends. It makes relationship a reality in my life. This is a pretty cool part. The spirit and all of his mysteries become part of my everyday life. Right, if, if it was spiritual, uh, if it was uh, not being reborn, and not, not the spiritual rebirth that was making me blind spiritually, 
to the things of heaven. I want to tell you that, that since I am reborn, that now I can see those things. Those things are revealed to me, and they can be part of my everyday life. It gives me great, uh, the rebirth gives me spiritual insight. I have a kingdom perspective. I have an eternal, uh, an eternal insight, and this colors my world in every which way that I look at life. The next thing in this spiritual rebirth is that God's word becomes alive to me. I am thankful that I can read words and receive. Isn't that an awesome thing? That the great, uh, the great teachings of God, the great voice of God, that his, his divine word, that we can actually open it up and we can receive uh, from it. And this is all part because we are born again. When I see signs and wonders of the Spirit, I believe them. And I'm thankful in my rebirth that my faith is alive and it is growing. And finally, I'm realizing the kingdom of God, that his, his rule and reign in my life and on the earth. And just Jesus said that the kingdom of God is near and at hand, and I am increasingly becoming aware of it every single day. Isn't that awesome? I want to tell you, it's a whole new kind of life, and it's not like the Jeff 2.0 or the 2.1. It's, it's just a complete retool, control, alt, delete, uh, and it's, it's, it's awesome. Maybe some of these you guys uh, related to. So how do we receive this new birth and the spiritual birth comes from believing in Jesus Christ. Right? Jesus said in John 3.13, 13, no one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man has come down from heaven. In other words, we can't uh, ascend through our earthly works, our humanly our human efforts, but that God came down and he walked among us. My father-in-law, he was a, a Baptist a preacher, a great, great guy. Uh, he's still with us. I, I kind of was talking like he's, he's retired, so he's retired from that part. He's, he's still with us, but he <clears throat> said something to me one time, and I, when I met Julie, I was a fairly new believer, and he, he said this. He says, you know what, uh, Jeff, if you're born once, you die twice. And he says, but if you're born twice, you only die once. And he was speaking to this, this great truth that if we are born uh, in a human birth, uh, we actually, and, and that's all we ever experience, that we'll die a, a, a physical death, that we'll also die a spiritual death. But if we are reborn and rebirth and experience this in Jesus Christ, that, that we may die physically, but that we will never die Spiritually. Isn't that awesome? If we die, if we are born twice, we only die once. So belief is the work, and I want to close with this, and that sometimes if we're not experiencing this new kind of life, because let's, let's face it, as every believer that's in here that has come alive and be regenerated by the great work of God, sometimes we don't feel all that regenerated. Right? So why is that? Well, if, if the work is to believe, I want to propose to you 
that if we, if, that if we have this dryness and we have dead places uh, in us, that it's because we're believing the wrong things. You can have great doctrine. You can believe in, in the Trinity. You can believe in, in the cross. Or you can have the doctrine of the cross, all of these things. But it's really uh, what we believe. All of these things that I was describing about myself, I have, have to come back to that time and time and time again and just be sure that I'm believing uh, the right things. This new kind of life belongs to us. I want to I guarantee that it's true. And sometimes we feel like we don't deserve it because some of the things that, we, that we've done or we're, we're weak or we make mistakes, but I want to tell you that all of these things belong to us in the new birth. That there's a sense of it. And I want to tell you that, that Thanksgiving is a wonderful, wonderful experience and to, to connect us with the new birth. It's awesome that we had communion today. And part of communion is like, hey, we are remembering and, and taking us back to that very day. Can, I mean, can you guys remember the first time that you said yes to, to Jesus Christ and, and the awesome things that uh, came over. Life was just, I, I can remember all of life was bright. Like even the colors that I was looking at were changed. Every relationship that was broken started to be healed. And it really wasn't because of any effort on my own. It was because of the spiritual rebirth uh, that I had. And the important thing is, is that if, as we live out this spiritual rebirth, that all of a sudden people are going to start coming to us just like Nicodemus came to Jesus. You notice that it said that Nicodemus came to Jesus in the night, under darkness. I want to tell you it's, it's a great thing that you might have a Bible study at work and it's an open thing and you've got, the, the, you've got permission and you've got it in the break, the break room and you've got it every Thursday morning. But I want to tell you, don't be surprised if people come to you and it's more when you're just one-on-one at, at the cooler. They may, you know, the, the most precious thing to them may, may seem to be like they've got life all together. They've got it all figured out. And the fact that, uh, and somebody ever knowing that they're vulnerable or they're less than or they're, they're dry inside, I want to tell you, is, is just is something almost that, that people can't handle. So, so be welcome to people. They don't have to come just the way that we want them to. They may come in the night. It could be uh, a prayer moment. You could be in an, uh, in a, in, at work or at school and you might have a, a colleague that may, may share with you like what they're going through in, in life, in, in, in secret, right, in, in the dark. And, and it's nothing to, to get offended. In fact, we should know that if we're doing those types of things that people are coming to us, whether it's in the light or in the dark, that, we're, that it's, it's the sign that the spiritual life has, has come alive in us. We're going to close right now. Uh, let's see, Andrew, if you could come and, and play. I just want to have a time uh, right now where uh, if, you, if you don't know this, this new birth, if you've never just relied solely on Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, if you've struggled accepting the teachings, like the, the very, very plain things that are obvious that he states in the Bible, the, the very, very solid record of, of acts of miracles and, and, and power 
and the awesome things that, that he taught, if you've struggled with those and never really embraced them, that this morning can be the morning where you embrace them fully. Maybe you've even tried on your, your own efforts to become right, to become right with God or to make it all fit, to make it all work out. And, and this morning really is just a, a morning to, to, to come to grips with the reality that it doesn't depend on us much. That it's, it's a matter of just receiving this new life that Jesus gives us. It could be that maybe you've experienced this, this rebirth and you, you maybe started off in a, in a way where it was just obvious and evident, but, but over time, you know, there's always seasons in life. This new birth doesn't mean that you're never going to run into a valley and that you're never going to have to cross a desert. But the awesome thing is Jesus said, in this world, you'll have trouble, but don't let your heart be troubled. And even though our circumstances say a certain thing, we can still live from above. And so this morning, if you've just even kind of been beating yourself up, I think it was great what, what Dave David shared this morning. But I want just the reality of, of a new life. I want to awaken thanksgiving in us uh, this morning.